fire the first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. It's time for another episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. I am your host, Brant Tobler, and as always, I'm joined by two of my favorite odds makers in the world, Jay Cornegay and John Murray, coming to you from the Superbook in Las Vegas, Nevada. Jay, I'm going to start with you this week. Uh, I just read something on Twitter. It looked like it was a huge month uh, of gambling in Vegas. How did it work out for you guys? Is it as big as I read? Yeah, pretty much, Brant. I mean, things went our way after a shaky October. Uh, November turned around for the books as we as you know we got a lot of upsets uh the nfl has been fantastic for the bookmakers that is because it's been so unpredictable it's very typical of the nfl to do this and the results were very favorable for the bookmakers so we we actually uh in nevada we we had a a record month it was um something that uh we weren't uh thinking about but uh that's where the chips fell and we did very very well now, is that a combination of all the sports here coming together, football and basketball, or, or is that just mostly football-driven, college and pro? It was driven by the NFL results, uh, but the other sports contributed. Actually, on the uh, college side of things, we, we haven't had a great year uh, on the college side. Not that you know we're losing, but it's uh, certainly below expectations. But the NFL results certainly carried the ball for us, and... Um, other sports, uh, including college basketball, pro basketball, you name it, they all contributed to, you know, one of the biggest months we've ever had. Wow. Well, John, let me ask you this. Uh, it looks like maybe December's not off to a good start. Well, I don't know. I, I just imagine that the, mm-hmm. that the people had to be all over the Cowboys yesterday and maybe even a little sharp money. I saw that line go up. Was it a, a rough start to December for you guys last night? You, you don't really lose too much on the Thursday night game because the, the Thursday night game, it just – starts all the parlays and teasers for the weekend everything's starting with dallas last night so now that stuff will carry into sunday into sunday afternoon but now we did okay yesterday we scratched out a small profit because of the basketball games and and then really it was the the weeknight games that were huge for us in november we had a bunch of upsets on like like the redskins beat seattle on monday night the last day of the month we did great on that game the ravens lost to miami on a thursday night we did great on that game the Niners beat the Rams on a Monday night. We won huge on that. We won big on Thanksgiving when the Raiders beat the Cowboys. So a lot of these weekday games during November went our way, and that was a big reason why we won so much money. Yeah, I bet, because those are the times I like to get down. And Actually, we got two great uh, Sunday and Monday night football games this week, but we uh, have a few other 
incredible games, we'll call them, on Sunday. Uh, let's that, go over. Was that that uh, sarcasm thing? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm, okay, I'm very excited. Yesterday, you were, you were you were very negative about the games. I felt so you yeah. turned over a new leaf. It's a well, it's a rough it, schedule, man. It's yeah, it's Sunday rough. Sunday schedule is rough. I think uh, well, I think there's a bunch of buys. A lot of the good teams are on buys, but we got, we got a couple games. We'll go over here real quick to get us to the main game on Sunday night, and and definitely the game of the week on Monday. Uh, Jay, we'll start with this first game, and you know what? It's the time of the year. I guess weather starts playing a factor into into some of these games. So we'll start with this Chargers Bengals. Looks like Bengals are three fifty and a half. It's going to be a little cold, little rain. Is it time that you guys really start looking at the weather when you start doing these lines? Or, I mean, this year the weather's been—I mean, it's seventy degrees here in Denver today when it's usually snowing. So, is that, is that part of the line movement? And, and what are your thoughts on this game? Well, we actually have been watching the weather since late October, based off history. That's when we normally start to see the weather impact games. So it's been very mild across the whole country. I certainly looked at the, the weather in Cincinnati. It's not too bad, but uh, it's the wind and the cold. Now, the cold, it's not 45 or 30 degrees. The cold will only impact the game if you get down to that single digits, uh, and that will have an effect on the game as as it's tougher to perform in that type of weather. But uh, the wind also plays a huge factor. If you have wind and very cold temperatures, that's something that's going to drop the total, most likely shorten the spread, especially if it's a big number. But we just haven't seen it that uh, any of that kind of weather impact the, the games. Now, looking at Buffalo, that's something that uh, we're going to have to take a look at this week because there are forecasts that it's going to be possibly snowing in Buffalo but more importantly for us, looking at that wind as it could be 20 miles per hour and gusts up to 30 or 30 plus. So we're, we're keeping an eye on Buffalo this week. Yeah. Have you seen much action early on this Chargers Bengals game yet? Or is it, is it everybody waiting? A little bit. We saw, we opened at two and a half. It's uh you know, now Bengals are up to three as we saw some sharp money come in on the Bengals at two and a half. You know, the general public, they, they also like Cincinnati as we got, what, 69% of the tickets on, on the Bengals. So it looks like the sharp, well, the sharp money coming in at two and a half is a little different than those laying three, possibly three and a half by game time. So uh, it's, it's a game where we're seeing, you know, the sharp, early sharp money and the general public both on the same side. Yeah. John, this, this feels like kind of, I wouldn't say a playoff game, but I feel like these two are kind of fighting for maybe one of the last spots in the AFC, and and I tell you what, week to week, sometimes both these teams look great. Sometimes they look awful. What what are your thoughts on these teams? Are one of these teams maybe something I want to look towards the future? Or are they both just going to be a roller coaster ride? I don't think you can trust the Chargers to to make a deep playoff run. You know, they they always seem to lose these games that they should win, but they've got so much talent there that they are capable of putting together a great performance. We've seen that before. But they're just a tough team to trust. And the Bengals are a very young team. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But that's a very young team. I don't, I don't see them making a deep run either in a very tightly contested AFC. This game kind of reminds me of last week's game between the 49ers and the Vikings, which was another game that had big playoff implications, tight point spread. And Niners won that game, so now they've got the tiebreaker over Minnesota for potentially a wild card spot. And this, this game could determine one of the last playoff positions in the AFC, 
Although I think both these teams also have the division title in mind because the AFC is just so bunched up right now. Yeah, I'm not sure what to think. Do you, Johnny, chance you think this will get up to three and a half if, if maybe you like the Chargers, or do you think three is as high, as high as it'll get? I'd be really surprised to see it go over three because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Sharp guys for years, they've bet the Chargers as a road underdog. They love to do that. They always do that. I don't see – I think if it went up to three and a half, you'd see money on the Chargers right away. And I think if you see it go to three and a half, that means that a very respected group came in on the Bengals because okay. we wouldn't move this number through three unless there was the sharpest of the sharp guys on Cincinnati. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, let's move on to this next game, which, which used to be a, a, a great rivalry game. And I don't know, it's, I guess there's still it's still a rivalry, but I don't know how good this game will be. The Ravens head to the Steelers. Ravens it's currently four and a half, 44. Jay, this Steelers team, I know they've always – I think they're coaching so good and they always get to 500, but, man, watching Ben Roethlisberger is just tough nowadays. Or, what do you think about this Ravens game? Well, we opened three, Brent, here, and now we're up to four and a half. The Steelers are, are certainly a victim of all the injuries uh, once again, and that's why we saw the market just move up. They're just, they just can't get healthy, and as you mentioned uh, – Roethlisberger is really struggling. Uh, it's uh, it's a pretty ugly scene, you know, in Pittsburgh right now. The game itself, uh, as far as the action, has been very light. But the reason why we saw the the move was just because of the injuries, and that's why the market the the market moved up. It wasn't really money that came in on Baltimore. It just moved up based off the injury uh, reports that we saw earlier in the week. It looks like the money is pretty even, but the ticket count is heavily favored on on the uh, Baltimore side as we got 88% of the tickets on Baltimore. I just can't see betting the Steelers team. And I mean, it may be not a trap, but got to think this is a huge game for the Ravens to try to lock up this number one seed and and have the AFC go through Baltimore, which they're currently uh, in first. Is this Steelers team, you think this is it for them? Or they, they, they tend to just be tough, especially at home. The Steelers are are always tough as a dog, but I, I think Jay is more PC than I am. He said that Roethlisberger is really struggling. I would go a lot further than that. I mean, Ro- Roethlisberger should not be playing at this point. His career is so bad. The only thing I can say positive for Pittsburgh, I watched Lamar Jackson on Sunday night. He looked completely lost out there. Lamar Jackson was terrible in that game Sunday night. So if he plays as poorly as he did last week against Cleveland, I guess that could keep Pittsburgh in the game. But I think Pittsburgh's just got too many key guys out. They've just been crushed by injuries and whatever COVID protocols are going on, and it's just they—they—they're not getting their full their full lineup on the field, and it's showing up in the in their their season here. That was a terrible performance last week against the Bengals. Yeah, I'm looking at the total, John. I'm I'm just thinking, you know, I I glance at it and I'm like, wow, is that? 44, it just seems like it should be a little lower than that because both teams have been uh, struggling on uh, the offensive side. And the Ravens, I don't think, scored uh, have scored anything above 17 points in the last three games. So yeah. I would certainly expect this to be a lower-scoring game. It did open at 45. The total is down to 44 and 43 at some places. The, the one yeah. thing that, can, that could push it over, though, is turnovers that give these offenses a short field. Because I, I agree with you, it's, it's really hard to picture either offense having sustained drives. But I think Lamar Jackson threw four picks last Sunday. 
if he gives Pittsburgh a short field, they can take advantage. And certainly Roethlisberger is more than capable of turning the ball over. So you're saying there's going to be a lot of field goals. (laughs) (laughs) There might be. It it does set up like a very ugly game. The the afternoon card on Sunday is, I don't want to steal Brant's lines, but it's, uh, it's not good. It's ugly. <laughs> That's the PC of Wayne saying yes, it is sure. awful. And we will be waiting for this big Sunday night game, but we'll get to that in a second. Because, ironically, this game that is awful that we're about to talk about, I assume going into the season, we would have thought was going to be a, an incredible marquee matchup, and that is the uh, 49ers, who actually are coming on against the very disappointing Seahawks. 49ers currently 3.5, total 45.5. Jay, we've talked about Seahawks being so tough at home, but this is this just feels like a different Seahawks team than we've seen this last decade. Oh, there's no doubt. And Russell is just not not himself. I mean, some of those passes that he threw uh, last week were just horrendous. I, they were just terrible. I mean, not even close uh, to his receivers, and even his receivers were taking a second look at him as the you know, the ball would sell over his head, their heads by you know, five feet. It was just terrible. This line, we opened the liners two and a half, but after their performance on Monday night, their poor performance, uh, it's now up to three and a half. And the public is not shy, and they, they saw this, and they're supporting the Niners, as you would expect, because 87% of the tickets are on uh, San Francisco. No sharp action yet. But uh, right now, this is a very public game, very heavily sided towards the 49ers. Yeah. John, this will probably be, Seahawks will probably be your biggest need on Sunday, I would think. Mm-hmm. Just thinking there, everybody remembers what they saw last week, which was a 49ers team that was pretty good. And like Jay said, the Seahawks were tough to watch. I think Seattle very likely could be the biggest need. Seattle or Denver, I know we're about to talk about that game. But that the time slot there... Seattle in the afternoon, everyone's going to bet on San Francisco. It looks to me like Russell Wilson shouldn't be out there. He's clearly still hurt. But one thing going on, or one thing going well for Seattle into this game is Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't need to be hurt to make throws as bad as Russell Wilson. So he, Jimmy Garoppolo, he, he'll miss the same, the same kind of throws that Wilson missed on Monday night. Garoppolo can miss him even when he's missed those throws, even when he's healthy. So all it's yeah. going to take for Seattle to stay in this game some of that Jimmy G magic. <laughs> yeah, you know, the 49ers are going to miss Debo uh, oh, yeah. this week. Yeah, and that's that's been their running game uh, yeah. the last couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, the 49ers are not completely healthy, and they're kind of limping into this, uh, you know, uh, venue that we call Seattle. And, and Seattle is very tough up there. The fans will certainly be there. They're great fans. So I would expect this to be a very tight game. I don't think it's a, a landslide. I don't think it's an easy walk for the 49ers. The Seahawks will show up in this game. Yeah, I agree. It's still a rivalry game, and, and Seahawks, you know, you know, to salvage what's left of this season, they gotta they got to play good in front of the 12. So I'll probably finish my turkey and, and maybe nap for the, the, the second half of that game and get ready to the big game of the week, uh, of the weekend, I should say, Sunday night. Our, me and Jay and I's mighty Denver Broncos are heading to Kansas City, currently nine and a half, forty-seven, playing for the first place in the AFC West. Jay, this Broncos team has drove me crazy this year. I just don't know what to think. Is I just this team? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Do we have a chance this week, or or are the Chiefs back to what we all thought they were coming into the season? 
Well, the, the Chiefs have certainly taken the uh, betters uh, for a ride this year as they were underperforming the first half of the season, and then they've turned it on recently. And we're not sure if those are their true colors or, uh, you know, they're, they're doing something that they've done in, in previous years and, and really came on and at the end of the season and, and became a, a contender again. The Broncos, uh, I think that's a typical NFL team. You know, <laughs> they're, they're just above 500. You know, one week they look like they could possibly uh, contend, and then, you know, the following week they, you know, they drop the ball again and, and look like they, they should, you know, be getting a top 10 draft pick. It, it's a questionable game. John mentioned that the uh, Broncos might be one of our bigger needs. Uh, I think outright, uh, that that is true, but just looking at the ticket count, uh, and it's early, as we tape the show on Friday. But seventy five percent of the tickets uh, are on the Broncos right now, so there are there is some support for Denver, but I would expect that to even out a little bit. We know a lot of parlors are going to go to the Chiefs. I think the only way we win any money on this game is if the Broncos win this game outright. All right. Now, John, you're an unbiased fan in this. Me and Jay obviously love our Broncos. Do you? What? I'd like to hear an unbiased thoughts on this. Are the Chiefs going to stomp our Broncos at home, or can we Broncos put up a fight? You know why the, the Chiefs have turned around their season because their defense is starting to play well, and I think that's something that not enough people are talking about. I mean, Mahomes now doesn't have to go out there and throw for five touchdown passes to win a football game because the defense is actually holding up their end of the bargain. Really tough spot for Denver. I, I, Denver, I like Denver defensively. I don't know that I trust the quarterback play there enough to think that they could go into Kansas City and win this game. But, but, but we, we, we've seen the Chiefs lose at Arrowhead before. Uh, and we'll be rooting for Denver on Sunday night. But uh, I don't want you to get your hopes up too high. I know you take, <laughs> you, you take these things so hard. So I, I'd, rather, I'd rather break you down and then build you back up and then vice versa. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little apprehensive going in this game, but I guess uh, Jay and I and the book will be all rooting for the Broncos. So hopefully they can bring their A game. Let's head to the Monday night game. This is another great game, which I would have never thought was a uh, going to be a big game. I thought the Patriots were going to have an off year, but the Patriots never have an off year. The Patriots head to Buffalo, currently two and a half, 42 and a half. Jay touched on it a little earlier. It looks like 28 degrees. We might have some snow, 20-mile-an-hour winds. Jay, are these I, – I, I wonder, did you get any – I want to ask you this first off. Did you get any Patriots future bets coming in? Because I assume they were had big odds to start the season. And, and do you consider them as a real threat to win this AFC? Well, we did. But there, most of it was accumulation of smaller plays uh, as far as the future bets. Um, it was – Slow arriving. I, I think it took a while before the general public really bought into this Patriot team, but they're on board now. They've been on uh, this Bills wagon for the entire season, so it's pretty interesting to see some of this ticket count come in. The, let me just go over the line movement here. The line states that we opened the Bills minus 3, minus 120, and now it's the Bills down to minus 2.5, twenty. We did take some sharp action on the Patriots earlier in the week uh, at plus three, but uh, as I mentioned, you know the public is finally sold on this New England team as 77% of the tickets are on the Patriots. Yeah, I don't know what to think of this team. John, 
I mean, this Bills team, we all were told was going to be the favorite coming out of the AFC, and they've been so up and down just like everybody else. But it seems like they tend to get up for big games, and this, you know, has got to be the biggest game of the season. And it makes me think back when they went into Kansas City earlier in the year, and I think they had that game circled and really put up a a big fight that night. Do you uh, see the same thing happening Monday, or are these Patriots going to be tough to beat? New England is... They've put together a nice winning streak, but it's been mostly against weaker competition. Tennessee's a good team, but they had a lot of guys out of that game last week. And the week before that, they won at Atlanta against a pretty pretty weak Falcons team. I agree with what you said about Buffalo. They, they went through that lull there where they were playing some really weak competition, and it was almost like they were disinterested against Miami. They lost to Jacksonville. But when they've, when they've needed to show up, they've, they've played well. They played very well in that Sunday night game you mentioned. They looked good on uh, Thanksgiving Day against the Buffalo against the New Orleans Saints. So I, I kind of I lean to the Bills here myself. I think this number has gotten a little too low, and, and I, I see the Patriots uh, a pretty popular public play this week, and, and and that would usually give me pause when you talk about a public underdog in a big game like this. Yeah, I mean, with I the weather. Is... Sorry, sorry, yeah, Brent, but the, with the weather, you figure that. You know, that's going to come into play. It really does look like the, the weather's mm-hmm. going to be part of this game. But uh, you have to look at the running games. And, and even though the Bills don't have a great running uh, game, you know, Allen can take off. And and uh, he will. He'll do whatever he can. I, I, I've just seen some interviews on both sides of, of the ball here and leading up to this game. And i, I got to tell you, I – you can almost see the excitement just pour out of their 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 uh, you know their interviews. They're so excited in Buffalo for this game. It's a huge game. I expect uh, Allen and and team to go all out in this game, and I kind of lean towards that Buffalo side as well. Um, even they're going to have to run the ball a little bit because of the weather, uh, but the, it's not like the Patriots have a great running game on their side. Yeah, yeah, I think this is kind of must win because I think they go to. Tampa Bay next week and then go to New England the following week. So to lose this game could be devastating for their high hopes for the season. So we'll see. It's always easy to root against the Patriots, so I will gladly be doing that. Hopefully my Wyoming boy Josh Allen puts up a big game Monday and hopefully we get a a good game, which I think we will. It's the holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer? Proud sponsor of the Superbook Sports Podcast, Manscaped has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming and they now have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the SUPERBOOK Sports Podcast this holiday season and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. It's time for The Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the SUPERBOOK? Uh, I thought the one that, that caught my eye was the guy that bet the Rams money line for $30,000. I mean, I, I certainly expect the Rams to win the game on Sunday. They're at home against Jacksonville. But uh, just based on what I've watched of that team the last few weeks, I think there'd be a better way to use thirty grand, Jay. I don't, I don't know that I would uh, – <laughs> I don't think that's what I would do with it. I mean, I think the Rams are a mess. They started 7-1. and one. They, they shoved everything in. They made these trades. They bring in Von Miller. They bring in Odell Beckham Jr. Whether you think that's good or bad is, is a different story. But I, I, don't know, I don't know where they're going right now. They look like a mess. They look like a team that 
traded away all their draft picks. There's there's no young players there. There's no depth. Uh, that, that that bet did, did surprise me. I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have recommended that bet. Well, yeah. I think they laid like six fifty. You know, who would oh, lay yeah. six fifty in in a NFL game? An NFL game is uh, just that, that's just a tough call. Um, yes, yeah, so I do have you know better plans or I have better <laughs> ideas for thirty k. Uh, I think I, I can think of a couple, but to lay six fifty on a money line uh, on an NFL game is just crazy. And you're right, the Rams are a little banged up. It, it, they've had difficult times filling in for some of these injured players. I'm not a big Jaguar guy, but we did see some sharp money on the Jaguars, uh, uh, you know, earlier in the week, and that would put uh, caution in the air for me. Well, Jay, that makes me just wonder. Is there a bet over time that you can remember where someone just laid something ridiculous to try to win a couple thousand and then it backfired for him? Well, I was in town for the Buster Douglas fight against Tyson, uh. <laughs> and I I remember a guy laid, oh, geez, what was it? Back then, this is a pretty sizable bet, but uh, he bet, I believe, 82000 to win two, oh, no. or just a little <laughs> less than two. We we t- we actually knew the guy. We were talking to him. Like, what are you thinking? It's like you really need eighteen hundred that bad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he thought it was a gimme. He thought it was a free roll. And uh, I remember going in and that back then the the uh, I can't remember what network was showing it, but they were showing it down at a, a a local bar, and I invited my friends to go. They were they were disinterested. They didn't even want to go. I couldn't talk anybody into going. And so I went down there by myself and, uh, you know, it was me and this other guy that was watching the, the fight. And next thing you know, about four rounds into it, you know, the bar started getting interested. And obviously this was before cell phones. So once he lost, I called a bunch of friends that, and said that he <laughs> lost and they're like, you're pulling our leg. And I said, turn on the TV. And they saw it and they're like, holy crap. And then they started mocking our associate friend that, uh, you know, he bet 82 grand, you know, to uh, on this fight for a free roll and ended up losing it. So I, I, yeah, I really hesitate laying some big numbers on, on some of these sporting events because you just never know. Yeah. That had to hit that had to hurt more than what, what Tyson went through. Uh, one more thing on big ticket. Anybody at the Cornegay household hit a big ticket on on the Thanksgiving (laughs) parlays? Uh, Okay. I got a bad, story uh to tell on this one uh. it was all my fault too all <laughs> right that. so the first game of the day right it's the bears minus three it, it went down to two so i was smart and i said okay so all the bears tickets had minus two and a half and all the lions tickets were um money line mm-hmm. so basically after the first game Everybody was out. <laughs> oh no! Uh, you know, it, it was so disappointing. We we actually had to bring out the game Balderdash because uh, and that's what I was trying to avoid. Uh, but everybody was out after the first game because I decided to get uh, smart with the ticket. So yeah, that didn't. All last right. Well. You, you were your only loser. You had to play board games. <laughs> Everything you didn't want to happen. All right. Well, you live and learn for next year. All right. We'll move on to what else is going on this week. Uh, you know, I guess the big thing going on this week is obviously these college football championship games. 
The first one we'll go to is the one I think everybody's most interested in. It's Georgia, 6.5, 49.5 against Alabama. The rare underdog spot for Alabama, Jay. Do you, how often have you seen this? Not very often. I think someone told me that they haven't been an underdog in like 92 straight games. And the last time they were an underdog, it was a, I believe it was against Georgia. And they mm-hmm. they actually went in there and took them to the shed. Uh, Alabama did, and uh, they won. I'm not sure. I'm not saying this <laughs> is going to happen this uh, week, but uh, we opened this game back in November. Like I think November 21st, we opened at four and a half, and it got as high as seven a few days ago. And now we're settled in at six and a half. But uh, it's very unusual uh, to see you know Alabama that type of dog. But uh, Georgia is a team that has been, you know, I mean, just terrific all season long. Alabama has struggled at times, multiple times this year. But uh, it'll be tough to lay those type of points against, you know, the Crimson Tide. Yeah. So, John, this has got a. This is going to determine uh, who's going to be favorite in this championship. Did you have you guys? Do you have any big pre uh, pre? I guess pre-futures on this Georgia or Alabama team? Yeah, big futures on Georgia for sure. We've got a pretty big liability on, on Georgia. We had a guy bet us uh, back in, back at the end of August. He bet 16500 on Georgia at 8-1 to one to win one hundred and thirty-two grand. Ooh. And then after they beat Clemson that first week of the season, it became pretty apparent that they were going to be one of the best teams, if not the best team. And the public has been betting Georgia pretty heavily since then. So I, I think – I'd be careful betting on Alabama in this game. I mean, I know everybody's talking about how they haven't been a dog in six years, but the circumstances of that were very different. That game was early in the season. It was like the first week of October. We didn't really know how good Georgia was, how good Alabama was. We've seen these teams play all year. We know Georgia's better than Alabama this season. And if, if they had different jerseys on, if, if Georgia was wearing Alabama's jerseys and Alabama was wearing Georgia's, I think they'd be about a two-touchdown favorite. Uh, the only oh. reason this line, the only reason this line is as close as it is, is because it's Alabama. Alabama was lucky to beat Auburn last week, uh, and Georgia has just blown everybody off the field all season. I was just going to ask you that. I, I was like, I got to take this plus on Alabama, but I'm glad you said that. Maybe I won't. Then I, I, the only thing I, I will say this: Georgia, Alabama has this going for them. Georgia does not have to win this game. They will still be in the college football playoff, even if they lose on Saturday. And the SEC, of course, wants Alabama to win because then the conference would get two teams into the college football playoff. That, that's yeah. about the only positive I can give you on on, on Georgia going into the, or on Alabama going into this game. What do you uh, say, John? Uh, Georgia <laughs> Georgia just looks like a powerhouse, and it's it's and from what I saw, Alabama didn't even reach the end zone until like two minutes left in the fourth quarter against Auburn on Saturday. It just It's very hard to picture them moving the ball against Georgia in this game. Yeah. I think I might just maybe lean towards under and just root for these SEC defenses to beat each other up. Yeah, um, that opened by, that, by the way, Brent, that total opened 54 and a half. It's all the way down to 49 and a half now. Oh, wow. You're a little okay. late. But okay. Yeah. No, we, 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 we opened that one a little high. I mean, we even had a guy uh, – we even had a guy bet us five grand under fifty-four in that game. So we, that guy's sitting on a great ticket right now, and we, we certainly uh, we lowered the total after seeing how inept Alabama's offense looked last week against Auburn. 
and uh, we, we, we were a little – we overshot that one. Yeah. People make mistakes, Brent, you know. <laughs> wow, that, this means that. That means the game will probably fly over. It'll be <laughs> 35, so. 35 going to overtime. So. They opened <laughs> that just... up, Brent. I'm sorry. They opened that up when I was at lunch. Just want to let you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, what's going on around there? Whoops. Um, well, let's go to another game. That'll This game might stay under for us. The old Big Ten, the boring Big Ten. Michigan, this mighty Michigan's here, no longer a basketball school. Michigan versus Iowa, 11 and 43 and a half. Jay, what is this Michigan team? They have any shot to win this whole thing? They sure played good last week. Uh, it's going to be tough to overcome Georgia at, at this point from what I've seen. They played a fantastic game against Ohio State. We opened this game 11 and 44. The only movement that we've seen since Sunday was the total as it dropped down a half, down to 43 and a half. The, the line itself has remained at 11, even though I see the market now has some 10 and a halfs out there. The, the, it's very well balanced at this point, but by the time you know, this thing kicks off, because of their huge win against, against uh, Ohio State uh, last uh, Saturday, we do expect to, to need the Hawkeyes in this game. Uh, other than that, it's second fiddle to the SEC championship game. Yeah. John, laying 11 with a 43.5 point total, that seems like a lot. I I think I want to be on Iowa with you guys as boring as I swore off betting Iowa or Wisconsin in any sport. They're so boring. But uh, I guess winning money isn't that boring. Do you you think Iowa, this might be too many points for Michigan or – well, you know, Michigan really should be undefeated. They, I, I thought they got a raw deal in that game against Michigan State from the officials. I think they, sh- they should have won that game. They looked great against Ohio State last week. And, and Iowa's a team that w- they were very overrated at the start of the year. And they, the, the betting markets don't respect Iowa at all. Iowa was a dog against Nebraska a couple weekends ago. So the, 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 they're, they're a team that doesn't get much respect at all in the market. And Michigan, everything is on the table right now for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. All they've got to do is beat this Iowa team that they're much better than, and they get to go to the college football playoff. And Harbaugh gets to silence a lot of his critics, but yeah, we have seen him blow it before. So I, it, I think it's I think it's an interesting game, and and the ACC championship game is such a dud this year that uh, I think most of the focus will definitely be on the Big Ten. Yeah, I think it's going to be boring. So let's talk about a game that shouldn't be boring: the Pac-12 <laughs> championship tonight. Live from Las Vegas, Nevada, Utah, two and a half, total 57 and a half. I hear two gentlemen on this podcast will be at this game. I can't say where their seats are, but probably see you guys on TV, so wear something sharp. <laughs> you got, Jay, your guys are going to this game tonight, so you have to bet it. I mean, that's the rule. What, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm going to have to borrow a fluorescent green shirt from Murray uh, to go, I guess. <laughs> uh, we opened three, and this thing's gone back and forth a little bit over the last uh, couple of days as we opened three, went to two and a half on Monday, and then back uh, uh, to three on Wednesday. Now we're back to two and a half. So obviously three is not a good number for us, but I I would expect that to continue. Maybe not the the line movement, but the very balanced action that we're seeing on this game. The total, very high total, 59 and a half. Now it's dropped down to 57 and a half. There's still some 58s out there. Uh, but uh, the Utah fans, with their proximity, uh, they, you know, they're going to be down here in full force. Uh, I've already seen a lot of Utah fans. Uh, Oregon always supports their team, but they're a little down because 
they had a chance to go to the playoffs, and now, you know, after that loss uh, a couple of weeks ago to Utah, they have no chance of going to the playoffs. However, the winner of this game goes to the Rose Bowl, and so there's still something on the line. Um, I would expect it, it, it to be a very close game. Uh, you know, when I first looked at it, I thought Oregon had that huge revenge factor from just, uh, you know, being beat down just a couple weeks ago, but uh, I'm not sure how motivated they are. I think Utah has a lot of momentum, and I, I'm not going to say they're going to roll them like they did. They certainly that that would be a huge accomplishment to do that to the Ducks. But uh, I would lean toward the Utah side here. Yeah, John, is this uh, just a social night of fun for you? Or are you going to have? It, are you even going to watch this game? Or are you just going to be in some fabulous suite with maybe Mark Davis or somebody? talking UFC <laughs> uh, you know I, I I can't let you know where I'm sitting because I can't have I can't have people trying to come over and say hi to me Brant you know yeah. just, I, can't, I, I can't I can't be bothered with that kind of stuff uh, I, I think it's awesome though all kidding aside that that they're having the Pac-12 championship game in Vegas and I think one of the best things about getting the Raiders here was getting that stadium built to have all these other events uh, Pac-12 championship game we got the Las Vegas Bowl in a few weeks that looks like it's going to be a pretty cool matchup based on what I've read uh, one thing to keep an eye on here, I, there are whispers that Miami is going to try to lure Mario Cristobal away from Oregon and to go back home and be the Hurricanes head coach. So I don't know, maybe maybe the Ducks will be a little distracted going into this matchup. We'll see. I will say we did have a very sharp player go under 59. That bet came in on Wednesday. We're at 57 and a half. So that, that's a guy that, that uh, we certainly respect that made that wager. So uh, look at the under in this one. Uh, should be a fun game, and and I I do think the teams are going to be Utah will definitely be motivated to go to the Rose Bowl. That is kind of old hat for Oregon, but it is still the Rose Bowl. It's still a great prize. Yeah. Hey John, a question: Do you have any idea what the attendance is going to be like tonight? I I know that someone, oh, someone was talking about in the media ranks was saying that it's going to double what they saw in San Francisco or Santa Clara. I, I don't know yeah. if that's true or not. I think that's more of an, an indictment on how few people went to Levi's Stadium when the championship game was there. I mean, that, that stadium would always be empty for that game. It never made any sense to play that game there. I think that the Oregon fans and the Utah fans will be much, much happier to come to Las Vegas for this game. I, I would imagine there'll be a good turnout. These are two very solid teams, two really good fan bases. I, I don't know why they wouldn't uh, have a good crowd there tonight. I think, John, I think Jay wants to know how many people will be staring at the back of your guys' heads when you guys are down there on the field, in the front row, living the life. You guys have fun tonight. I'll be rooting for under on the score, over for the beers on you guys. I know you guys got to get out of here. You got a full day ahead of you and a fun night. So I hope the boys have a good time tonight at the football game. I'm actually flying to Vegas tomorrow, so I will be around all week in Vegas. So if you happen to be in Vegas, you know, hit me up, come to the Superbook, and we'll uh, watch games together. If you are anywhere near Colorado, you can always go to the Lodge Casino and watch all the games at Blackhawk. And please follow us on all social media at Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com. Please, uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, leave a five-star rating, tell your friends, and I uh, hope you guys win all your bets this week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win! You get a win! Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. 
I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you was going to give me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. It's the holiday season, and you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer? Proud sponsor of the Superbook Sports Podcast, Manscaped has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they now have served more than 4 million men worldwide. Get 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast this holiday season and get 20% off site wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code superbook 2020 20, 20, 20.